A lot of you are going through the, the difficulty of having a kip, and on top of having a, a kip with all of the difficulties that are included in that, you have a lot of confusion that's out there, and people ask questions. And it's really, I think, the only field of crisis where laymen and just people ask questions and expect you to answer them. You know, you, you've gone through, some of you, months or years looking for a mahalach, looking for someone to be there for you. And there's a lot of suffering because family members or friends can say, you know, why can't you just this? And I think this, and I think... And it happens all the time, and it's very disturbing, it's very rattling. Some of you are strong. Oh, thanks for reminding us. Some of you are very strong, and you say, butt out in my business. Some of you are not that strong, and... It's difficult. It's it's, and people don't mean to be bad. They don't even realize how much they hurt you by by questioning you. They think like, you know, like you can question somebody. They don't realize they're going into a private area, into something that's very personal, very painful. When you ask questions, you know, it's not something that you should be doing. You should be offering support, right? And most of these people who are going lefnaivelefnim and challenging and questions, they're not even doing what they should be doing. This must cost you a lot of money. Can I lend you money? You, you, you must be going through a hard time. Do you need babysitting for your other kids? Is there anything I can do for you? That's the only thing that somebody should be doing when someone is in crisis. Instead, they come with ideas and criticism. And How come you can't? Why can't you just? Like, you think we didn't think of that? Like one, one guy said, I just have one question. He has no money for cigarettes without you. Why can't you just tell him that I'll give you money for cigarettes if you wear a yarmulke in the house? Very simple question. And they really want to know. If you don't have this situation, be nigeric, be, be um, you know, uh, curious about other things. Don't go to somebody in crisis and ask them one question. How, how long would it take for us, here, go around, for us to answer that question? It's a whole, a whole question. They're in the dark ages. The answer is because you have to know what is going to make somebody want to wear a yarmulke. Does somebody want to wear a yarmulke because you barter with them as a parent? Does that work? Is that going to bring you to what you want? We all want the same thing. Kids should be healthy. Kids should be happy. Yismach leiv mevak Hashem. And you should walk them down the aisle to a chuppah kadas of Yisrael. And it's such a painful world. There's so much Rahman al-Islam, so many kids dying. Mamish parents burying their kids right and left. We have such bigger eggs to fry. And people come with like, I think, you know, you, you, just one question. Why can't you tell her to be Tzniyas in the house? Right? And it's such a simple question. And the answer is, if you're in this business and you try doing this and you, you do proper research, you'll see. It doesn't accomplish. What we want is that she should be healthy enough that on her own she will decide to beat Sneas, which we see all the time. After we do this a certain amount of time, just got a call today, how the same girl who was so not Sneas, all of a sudden she said she wants to go outside in a skirt, she wants to stop wearing classy clothing, they call it, you know, and it starts coming back. It starts coming back, as we know. But in the beginning, it's like, why can't you just... And it all boils down to, why can't you control them? Control them with bad 
with tough, or even control them with good. And what, why does this Avi guy like stop you from being a parent? A parent is supposed to stop the kid from doing bad. So fine, you understand that they're in pain, and you're you're giving them money, you're buying them stuff. Get something for it. Gets, and they don't understand the long term that we're trying to do, and they also don't understand how futile it is to use what you're doing as a as an agenda, as a as a weapon, as a method. To, to get the kid to change. What we've uncovered is in our level of crisis, nothing gets somebody to change. Change has to come from the inside. And what we're doing is pure what the Baal Shem Tev said, pure what the Chazanish said. And I always think like, if you don't know what to do, why don't you just follow the words of so many, I have over 4,000 stories, and everybody knows it's Avoisei Sahava. So we're doing Avoisei Sahava. And then the question is, should you mix into the medicine, control, power, deals? And first of all, it doesn't work. But why would you want to? We have pure, pure medicine. We know that kids who feel accepted are mamela by that alone, feel more stable. Whatever they're doing, they would be doing worse the other way. And over time, they're in our homes, and Mamela, three-quarters of the problems that are out there, we don't have. That's how we avoid the problem. We avoid the chutzpah by, by doing what we're doing, so you shouldn't get there. You shouldn't get to be that, that street kid. We don't have one kid, we don't have one kid out of hundreds and hundreds of kids who is in and out of jail. Why not? We don't have from kids who were doing bad stuff. They were doing things that they belonged in jail. Look a few, two years later, four years later, six, we don't have any kids in jail. We don't have any kids in the system of jail, right? We don't have any kids who are eating garbage and are homeless. We don't have any kids, I mean, zero. Blian her, no suicide. And, and yes, we're fighting drug addictions that are out there. We're successful, but it's not perfect. I wish we were. But that's what we're up against. So we're accomplishing in so many ways. If you would see the phone calls that I get and, and learn about and hear about the stories that are outside of this room, even though this is a stage four crisis center and we have a lot of hardship, the stuff that's out there is, is, is mind-boggling. The texts that I, I can read you of, of people, and I don't deal with kids, this girl texted me pages and pages and pages and every response is, I'm so sorry, I don't deal with girls and I don't even deal with boys. Please tell your parents to call me. I'm so sorry for your pain. Another slew of stuff. I want to die. I want to end it. I have no reason to be here. Why do I need to be here? And I'm like, you really need help. Please, I'll help you find somebody. I don't deal with this. Even without dealing with, with kids, I get emails, I get phone calls, I get texts of people who are on fire, Mahamash on fire. And it's true, in our crisis center, we deal with that also. But as the Sashem, over time, each one at his own pace, they calm down. So a guy was challenging me, and he tells me, your way is not perfect, and the other way is not perfect. So why don't you just do the other way? So I said, I don't even understand what this means. My way is not perfect. No hospital is perfect. We should shut down all the hospitals. People are dying in Colombia and in NYU, so we should shut them down. What's the other way? The other way is you set rules and boundaries, and then you hope that whatever. I don't understand. There are statistics. 
there are st- why wouldn't you do the best that you possibly can for your child? Well, other, it could affect the other kids in the family. We have 3,000 other kids in the family. We know that. But we also know that the other stories, Hashem Yerachim, I want to make a book of everybody should explain what happened before we did TP to the other kids in the family. People don't realize that. They think like Tuesday morning, you have to make a decision. We're going to be macabre the kid the way that they are, and it's going to be a bad influence on all the kids. Or... What's the or? The kid's going to be deleted and it's not going to be a bad effect on the other kids. But you don't delete kids. You could be living a year, two, three in conflict, fighting, cursing, screaming, stealing, police, showroom, all of that. You know what that does to the other kids? And there's so many articles written about it, but people don't see that. People don't see that. They think like, oh, now it's going to be bad for the other kids. They don't realize the trauma of living in a house of conflict. I'll just end with this story. It was a family that didn't want to come to me. And a TP father got, got the call to come over to his friend. And he called me. It was a Thursday at 10.30 at night. And he called me up and he says, Avi, what do I do? He, said, he described what he walked into. This is a very hush of a family. The girl walked down the stairs, not dressed, Tzniyas. The father said, you're not walking out of the house like this. She said, stop me. Try to stop me. So the mother and father stood in front of the stairs. She tried to charge through the stairs. They knocked her onto the stairs, onto the stairs. The father is holding her arms, and the mother's holding her legs. Upstairs are the older kids who are cursing her. You're going to burn in hell. Look what you're doing. And she's cursing, drop dead, I hate you. Okay, And this guy walks in. This is what he sees. And then he sees behind, on the downstairs, behind the kitchen, there's a door opened to, to the cabinet, and he sees little eyes of like a three or four-year-old peering over the top in, in fear, watching this, protecting itself by a door. And, and this is what's happening. And the kid's cursing and screaming, and the, the Agmas Nefesh of the parents, can you imagine what it's like for them and for the other kids, and you're going to drop dead, and, and this poor kid who Nebuch, Nebuch, they found out later how all of this wasn't even her fault. They found out later, right? It's Gehenna. It's Gehenna. So he walked over to the father, and he whispered in his ear, okay, what's the plan? Like, how long are you going to be holding her hands and feet? You could do this for a year, two, three. What's the plan? Eventually you got to let go of her. And he tried to calm things down. He told her, stay over here. I'm going to speak to your parents. He took them to the other room. Meanwhile, she ran out without shoes, jumped out uh, out the back door, jumped over the fence, and went running in the street to who knows who, to who knows where, without any socks. And the whole family is traumatized. The whole fa- and this is not the day one. This is after trying going here and going there and telling her, please just sneeze in the house and please don't do this and bargaining and being uh, uh, rewarding bad good, good behavior and making deals and begging and pleading. And afterwards, he, a, a short while later, father went down to the basement. I always tell you parents, at night, don't go down to the basement. He turned on the light. I always tell you, don't turn down the light. And he saw what he saw. 
Okay, what did he gain? What did he accomplish? He pushed her into into a guy's arms, and the guy snuck in, and they're in the basement over there. And now his house, which was his mikdash ma'at, is a massive Talmud Chacham. He feels like it's a Chorban based on mikdash, and going crazy and throwing him out and throwing her out, and I want to die, and you're killing me, and the father's having a heart attack. And this goes on and on and on, on for years. For years it can go on. And all the kids are suffering in school. And the teachers in the Rebbeim are saying, what's going on in your house? It's not a safe place. Mommy's always crying. Daddy's always angry. Then they fight with each other. It's your fault. It's your fault. You're too tough. You're too weak. What's the matter with you? This unconditional love garbage. You're killing him. You have to back me up. We have to have a united front. If I say nobody's talking to her, nobody should talk to her. Meanwhile, the kids are sneaking around behind Daddy's back. And all of that, and not accomplishing what the Baal Shem Tov said, what the Chazanish said, what all the stories have. There's no Avoyis Yisahava, there's no Yid Gimomid, there's, there's, no, uh, there's nothing benefiting the child, and there's nothing benefiting the other, the other kids in the house. They're growing up in a war zone. And then, as is reported from the people who know, Daddy says, I'm, I ask her, everybody in the family, from speaking to her. And meanwhile, behind the back... The siblings are speaking to the kid, and they're getting upset, and they're saying, what are you getting so crazy for? What's so bad? Just to, And there's a war, and there's sides, and all of that. So people don't understand that when you have a, a, a rebellious kid on fire with rebellion, especially a younger kid, but any age, you can't just delete them. You can't just delete them. So it's not like, oh, it's great for the other kids that they're home. They don't listen to your rules and your deals. And then you're, you're dealing with a whole house on fire. We had a, a mother that told me that her kid in first not before nursery or kindergarten, the mora called up the mother and said, what's going on in your home? She says, why? She goes, I noticed your daughter is stealing from the knapsacks of other kids. Little kid, a pre-1A kindergarten kid. So she took her outside nicely and she said, she started schmoozing with her. And she gave her a snack, and she got her to talk. And she said, my mommy's always crying. You're talking about a year, two years, three years, mommy's always crying. Mommy and daddy always fighting. Daddy doesn't look very respectful running around in his underwear with a baseball bat and waiting for the kid to break in and screaming, and and the kids lose respect for the parents. Kids say, like, you know, how am I supposed to look up to you guys? They don't even have control over your own kid, even when it's not your fault. It's, it's, there's no dignity, there's no respect for the parents, and on top of that, the psychological world says that the other kids get weak because they see that kids are disposable, and then the hatred that's put into them to hate their brother, or hate the, and they see the disgust of the mom and the disgust of the dad towards their sibling, and sometimes they like the sibling more than their parents, and they're not sure what to do, and then the kid who's in trouble is meanwhile trying to burn down the whole house. Because you have an enemy at home, they leave their pornography out, they say, yeah, I'll poison the whole family. All of a sudden, you have an enemy. We have so much reports, so much reports, I mean, majority, that our kips are helping out the parents and worrying about the chinuch of the other children. Because they're, they're good be'etzim, and when you don't make them feel bad, they don't want their siblings to be like them. They know that they don't have game. They don't. They know that they don't have a good life, even though they're not going to admit it to you and tell you I'm miserable. They don't want their siblings. We've proven that already. So all of these things happen, and then all of a sudden a guy tells me, well, we know this family, 
And we think, you know, his friends think that he's, he's going crazy trying to help his kid. You know, and, 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 and we don't think it's important. I'm like, who's we? I, an, an expert in the field is entitled to an opinion. And, and there are plenty of experts that disagree with each other, and that's fine. But the friends don't think that what he's doing makes sense. It's killing him. So I said, first of all, do they have a better idea? Second of all, he wants to save his kid. He's willing to be Meister Nefesh's life, to save his child's life, as we all do with a kid with cancer, who nobody would, would think twice to move to wherever and to give up Parnassa and to, to, for physical illness, we always do it. So what do you mean his friends think that it's too much? Like, that's a friend? Why doesn't a friend either find a different Mahalach that they like better? And I always say, I'll go with them. Teach me an easier way to do this. Show me an easier way to do it. But no, they decided that this is too extreme. And the father can go ahead and, and, and say, listen, in my house there's rules, and that's going to make the father better, more normal, the parents, and the other kids, it's better for the other kids. They decided that that's going to work. So I said, okay, why isn't there one guy that you can give me his phone number that has a crisis center with hundreds of parents and is doing that? Because the people doing that are not matzliach. Otherwise, I would, nobody would come to me. I wish that would work. I wish that would work. But you see, and, and what other people don't realize is, not every case, but so many cases become more menschlich, buy you flowers. You, you're getting like the, the, the best out of your kids by just treating them like a mensch. By being nice to them, you're making them that they're not a hoodlum, and they don't have to be a ganif, but yes, they're very, very messed up. Somebody really messed them up. That's before we get involved. We're just looking at them. They're very messed up. They have, many of them have a hatred to, to Taira. Nebuch, we didn't do that. Many of them are really messed up in the head. We didn't do that. Many of them really, really are traumatized from, from real trauma and abuse. We didn't do that. So what we have to focus on is to understand very clear that our job is every step of the way to make the decision of what's best for the child, and the quicker that this child is healthier and stable, the the quicker it is for the whole family to become stable. And we have to stabilize the whole family, and we have to give all the family a lot of love because it's painful going through this, having a brother, having a sister. Right? This is very painful for them. Now, the good news is that if we do it right, with a lot of siyata deshmaya, not only do we hope that these kids will, first of all, Hashem should protect them. We don't want them, we want them alive. Second of all, we want them to be a part of the family. And then it's the best thing for the other kids. We do have a lot of siblings, thousands, that steig from this. And they realize that not everybody is able to be from, for whatever reason, and our job as from people is to be makar of them. And it's really so simple. Why does anybody think that our job is from people is to be marachic? Where, do, where did we get this from? Right? For a brother or a sister to say, because you're not Shema Shabbos, or because you're not Tznius, our job is to fui, shiksa, shagas. Show me where it's brought down. Show me a story, because I could show you 4,000 plus stories that I put together. Where It's our chiyav to be makar of them. It's not like the other way works and this way works. You know, you could do either one. The other way doesn't work. So why not do things that eventually have a, have a, have a, a heart for somebody who's struggling? Have a heart. Go go with the Yud Gimel Midas 
How can you go wrong with going with Yud Gimel Midas Arachim? And that's the chinuch that you have to give your other children. You're fortunate to be from. You're fortunate to be happy, to be married, to be whatever you are. You're fortunate Hashem gave it to you. Don't use your gifts against your sibling who's not. Don't use your gifts that you're matzliach and that you're smart and that you're functional and that you're happy and that you're clean. Don't use that against to look down at somebody else because it just as easily could have been you. It just as easily could have been that you were the one who was suffered or you were the one who was targeted as a child or you were the one who was brought down here with all of these problems. Nobody chooses this. And that's what we have to explain to our siblings and we have to explain to our children that nobody wants this life of pain. Nobody wants to be lost and confused. Nobody wants to be off the derech. Nobody wants to be cutting themselves, hurting themselves on medication or needing medication. Nobody wants to need weed from when they wake up to when they go to sleep. We're not living in a dar that these kids are having so much fun and they're so happy. That's just not the story. So we have to be educating our other children to see past and to see we're fortunate. They're not. What do you think Hashem wants from you? Hashem wants, obviously wants us to care about our brothers and sisters who are hurting. And then you teach them the Zaira Kaddish that tells you that there's no bigger schar. You think you're going to get schar now for going to Mariv? You think you're going to get schar now for going to learn? You think you're going to get schar for this, for that? Look at the Zaira Kaddish. There's no bigger schar than running after those who fell away and trying to be mishtadel, even unsuccessfully, to bring them back to Hashem. And how to do it, the Zayar HaKadosh says how to do it. Like Aaron HaKoyen. Nobody ever came up with another way to be makar of somebody. It just doesn't work. And it's so simple. And, it, and it's time that we're mechanach, our children and our relatives, so that they shouldn't be walking around in this darkness that, you know, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago of darkness, where we have to have and say, Mila and we have to fight these people, and they're bad. Why would you? They're our best kids. Those who are dealing with them know they're our mushiest, heart, sweetest kids who have been hurt and are acting cuckoo and have so much taichin in them that when we're makar of them, we save them, but we also save ourselves. And Klal Yisrael needs to be saved. Klal Yisrael needs every single neshama to be back. It's so foolish that people are saying, well, who says this? Why can't you? You know what? Someone told me, if, if the kid's never going to be from them, why should you even try to do all of this? I said, first of all, that's a big if. Why do you think that the kid's never going to be from? Hashem is waiting until the guy dies and you're giving up when the kid is 12. Who are you to give up on a Yiddish kid? We've seen stories of kids come back all ages. All ages. And what's going to make them come back? When they're looked at with love and acceptance and not with rejection. Kid walks into shul and someone says, bah, 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 bah. You rejected him. He walks in, great to see you. You're a person, great to see you. And I, I really do think that a lot of Klal Yisrael, a lot of people are getting better. A lot of people are getting it. A lot of people are more understanding. But there's still a lot of holdouts of people that they weren't tested with this Baruch Hashem. They don't understand it, Baruch Hashem. 
and they have a certain mean streak in them. They like very much Pinchas, who, who went ahead and stabbed someone doing a sin. And they don't realize that they're missing their calling. They're missing a chance of being a part of, of what's necessary. What's necessary is every single person, every single from Yid, has to go out to those who are suffering and envelop them with tremendous ahava and acceptance. We should be going out to the lakes. We should be going out Friday night to the, not to yell at them, shiksa, not to tell them, how could you do this? You're killing your father and your mother. All that stuff is bankrupt. It doesn't work. We need a bunch of balshemtivs. We need a bunch of tzaddikim to go out with clean eyes, like Rebaran Shechter, Shlita, Zazayin Gazun, to Shiva of, of, of Chaim Berlin. He was walking Friday night. He saw a bunch of boys smoking. He's very holy. Why didn't he get offended? You know what he told them? He screamed out, Boys, I love you. If you ever want to talk, come to me. That's all they need. The medicine is so clear. Litvish, Hasidish, Svardi, it's everywhere. And the small-minded people are still, Machama, 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 don't let them here, don't let them there. We can so get them. They're so gettable. They so want us. It's like they were maimed and they're waiting for us to carry them back. And the way to do it is not like, did you put on tefillin? How come it? It's just with caring about them. Kiyodua, like it says from the Satma Rebbe said it, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe said it, and every Rebbe said it, and every Rosh Hashiva said it, and every Litvish said it. Care about their Gashmias. Stop wanting to do something in order for them to do. Just care. Just Ahavasi. So I care about you. What do you need? You need a job. You need a place to live. You need a meal. You know how many kids we have today, who are homeless. I, I'm, I'm getting a, just a, a millionth of those texts of people. This girl in Florida texted me, and I don't, I don't work with girls. And I tell, I'm so sorry, I have the wrong number. She's homeless in Florida. Can someone take me? And people are looking. It's like there's a Holocaust going on. And part of a part of Klal Yisrael is doing Baruch Hashem great, and part of Klal Yisrael is starving for for affection and doesn't have. You go around this way, please. Yeah, right behind the chairs, there's a path, right? Part of Klai Sol is just, you know, like that, like the girl working for you. It's like hard to believe. Where's the family? Where's your parents? Where we, what happened? You were brought down here, dropped in right after the Holocaust? You have no family? And all with a cheshben. They all have a cheshben. Why? I just want to end with this. About 10 years ago, parents came to me about a very, very... Yummy, delicious, cute, very rebellious, very traumatized kid. I spent a lot of time with them. I spent 13 hours straight with them, just me and the two parents. And then at 2.30 in the morning, I drove them home because they, I didn't want them to have to take a taxi. And after that 13-hour meeting, they said, no, thank you. They weren't impressed. They said, we're not signing up to this. And... It hurt me very much because it's not shot like they didn't follow me and they went to somebody else. No, they're going to do this on their own. Their kid was extremely traumatized. It's extreme, extremely chaylashiyash by Sakana. And also a, a genius of a boy. Benan Shal Mamish Benan Shal And whatever reason, no. 
So I would have been very happy to find, get to Greece and to find out six months later, Baruch Hashem, he's good. A year later, Baruch Hashem, he's good. Two years later. In the last ten years, every couple of months, I get a phone call from someone that says, do you know this kid? Because we met him in this country, and we met him in this place, and he's homeless, and he's for years. And everybody says, everybody says, he's such a, a, a beautiful boy. He's a genius. He's smart. And he's roaming around the world because his parents absolutely refuse to accept him. One of the TP parents housed him for about a week, and they told me that he was. He, he came down and he put on a talus. I don't know why, a single boy, and he was wrapped in a talus. A lot of kids do. They say it makes them feel good and tefillin. And he was davening shmonesi like a tzaddik. I'm like, this is the garbage that they threw out. And then a year later, I found out. I, I don't want to give too much details, but. This kid is roaming around, and I and I hear about him all the, I just heard about him again, and everybody says, he's already like 25, and he's homeless. And it's like, it's 10 years, his parents don't let him in. And I, why? why? Which which Mida is, is blocking the parents from opening the door to their child? Which part don't they understand? And I, I don't want to give too much detail. The pain that this kid went through, your hair will stand up. And their parents totally turned their back on him. It's as if he got stabbed, and they said, oh, you're going to get blood on the carpet. You can't come in our house. That example is nothing compared to what happened. The stabbing that he had, that I know about, is so much worse than that. And to, and to total not understanding, on behalf of Hashem, on behalf of their, their ego, on behalf of the Shechinim, on behalf of whatever excuse... It's, it's a holocaust. We're living in a crazy, crazy time. Living in a crazy time. So we have to be thankful. A lot of you are in crisis, no question about it. But we have to hear about what's going on out there. You, you, you read some of the, 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 the series that are being written, uh, and, and we're like, why they write? We don't, we don't have these stories. We have to try as much as we can to educate people. A part of that is you have to know what not to say because a lot of TP parents um, cause a lot of damage that people think, oh, these guys are crazy. And they go too far and they don't explain properly what we do. And they, they bring out the most extreme examples. And there are a lot of parents out there who think that this is like some kind of a, I don't know what, where, where we, we, we like repeat things you know, with, with, with the lights off and candles on and and I've heard parents describe what I do, and I'm like, I never said any of that. So we have to be careful not not to not to go past what people could comprehend. But we have a, a big job to do, and you guys are at the forefront of it because Claudia Stroll is going through terrible times, and there's so much confusion. So if you have clarity, people are watching. They want to see your clarity. They see your clarity. They see that you're walking around, and you're sure, you're clear. You have a mahalach. And we hope that, that we can help more people. And like I always say, we'll end with this. If anybody finds out that there's another guy, and eventually I wish there would be, some other guy pops up and he has new ideas, and he's matzliach and he's serious, please, I'll go with you to him. I'm sure that there's going to be somebody else eventually that has different ideas. Maybe they're better, maybe they're quicker, maybe they're faster, maybe they're easier. I'm always open to learn. We'll learn together. Guy was challenging me, and he tells me, "Why can't you this? Why can't you that?" I said, "Do me a favor, take over the crisis center for a week, 
Let's see what happens. It doesn't work. All right. We should be and have a lot of Hatzlacha and get every single kid back.